All right, how's everybody doing today? Hotep, hey, this is Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. It is Wednesday, February 9th, 2022, and we are live. Now, we're on earlier than normal, so if you set your clock by the time I do my show, okay, you didn't lose, uh, you didn't lose three hours, okay? Uh, this is a special edition of the African History Network show, and this is uh, Black Women's uh, Black Women uh, Speak. And I wanted to, uh, you, you know, you all saw the post I did back uh, a week or so ago, I think it was like February 2nd, about uh, A.J. Johnson. We know her from Baby Boy. We know her from uh, House Party. She was doing a podcast with uh, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and she talked about having a threesome with two men for her birthday. So it broke the internet. We posted about it on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network. And I said, I, I told you we're going to have this discussion. I said, we're going to bring on some sex therapists. We're going to bring on some experts. So here we are. So I want to welcome to the African History Network show. First, Dr. Jacqueline Sherman. How you doing, Dr. Jack? I'm doing good. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Dr. Dr. Jacqueline is a licensed clinical psychologist and certified intimacy and relationship coach. So I know she's going to have some some good information for you. Then next we have Khadija Tashan. Khadija is an author, speaker, licensed therapist and founder of Real R.E.A.L. Healing Center. How are you doing today, Khadija? I'm excellent. Happy to be here as well. Uh, absolutely. And then last but not least, now y'all already know <laughs> Kenya K. Stevens <laughs> from the Progressive Love Academy. We've had Kenya on a number of times. Kenya's been on the Michael Bazden show and the Monique show, her and her husband, uh, uh, Carl Stevens. Uh, Kenya's a relationship expert, love coach, best-selling author, wife and mother of three. Okay, so I, I wanted to have this conversation, and I didn't want to have this conversation by myself because I wanted to <laughs> get the input from African-American women. So what I'm going to do and how's everybody doing now, first of all, everybody. So this is like uh, PG-13 rated RX. OK, so uh, if you have little children around, OK, if you have little children around, you may want to put the earbuds in like I have. Or you may want to send them into another room, watch Barney or something, uh, Sesame Street, whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know whatever kids watch today. My, my, my daughter likes uh, well, Paw Patrol. Have them go watch Paw Patrol. OK, so we're going to have this conversation. All right. So. Uh, I want to play this clip here. This is from The Breakfast Club. I'm not going to play the video, but I'm going to play the audio. So what happened was, um, and we talked about this on my show last night. So uh, BlackAmericaWeb.com had this article um, dealing with uh, A.J. Johnson. And I'm going to pull it up right here. So uh, those that have those that are watching on Facebook and YouTube haven't read it, you can go read this on blackamericaweb.com baby boy actress aj johnson describes threesome with two men as best 50th birthday ever okay and it she didn't it's not like they had a conversation to discuss threesomes or anything like this but it came up during the discussion so i want to um pull this up i'm, I'm gonna play a portion of the um i'm gonna play a portion of the interview and one of the things, uh, one of the reasons why I want to have this discussion, and I, I know probably each one of you all deal with this on different levels um, in the advocacy and the work that you do, is I saw a clear double standard, okay, in the responses that I saw from men uh, and 
when I posted on our fan page, the African History Network, we got um, probably close to 2,000 likes. And somewhere we got hundreds and hundreds of comments. And I was going through looking at the comments, and a lot of the women were saying either good for her or it's her business, it's okay if she likes that, what have you. So then when I looked at the comments from the men, I saw men fell into really largely one or two categories. Either the men said, okay, that's fine if she wants to do that. Okay, that's her business. A few of the men said, why didn't she call me? I'm mad because she didn't call me. That was a few of the men. But then there's a there was another group of men, and I talked to some of them, and they really didn't make any sense. So there was another group of men, African-American men, who said they ran a train on her or they called her a whore. And I'm like, well, okay, first of all, if she's, I'm not saying she is, but if she's a whore, it was, she wasn't there by herself, number one, okay? Number two, how'd you just come to the conclusion that they ran a train on her? Because when you read the article and watch the video, uh, you get a different impression on that. So I wanna uh, go to this video here in just a second here. As soon as his ass stops playing, we'll go to this. I want people to hear this and then we're gonna discuss this. Okay, so just a second here. Let me back this up a little bit. All right, so they're having this conversation. Let, let, let's go to this. Group. Right, but um, I mean, but even for women, a lot of women will never do that. Yeah, when they asked me, they're like, "Would you, would you let me, would you do a, a threesome?" I'm like, "Yeah, bring in, let me pick the guy." They're like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, I get so mad. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm here to Let me pick the guy. That. Oh, yeah. Wow. And two and men. They, Two men mm -hmm. and and they traded off it was like they were friends mm -hmm. and they traded off it's the best 50th birthday ever <laughs> oh, yes. okay and they, they were they, and they traded off so it was never like them together <laughs> together okay it was like they were flip-flopping me and it wow. was like oh my nice. goodness <laughs> wow. like it, was like match. it was like doing the salsa with two guys at the same time <laughs> Just like romantic and sexy, nice. and never intertwined, but at the same time, it was too. Yeah. Don't you feel like, wow. and but people make you feel like, because I feel like in society, like when we've been on here, guys don't really admit to stuff like that as mm -hmm. much. Yeah, they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna. Admit There's to like that. a list of things that they don't admit to. Oh. Mm -hmm. So wait, were these guys? Were they, so they were friends with each other. They were friends. Okay, and I knew they were friends, mm -hmm. and it was all about that Coco Patron. Oh, oh shit! The that, 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 oh, the good mm -hmm. you just don't even notice how washed up your muscles mm -hmm. all right so that so we got to hear aj johnson here and i'm gonna pull up her remarks also for those that this may be new to them on it heard bits and pieces of it so i i wanted to one of the reasons why i wanted to um have this conversation is because the when we view sexuality of african-americans we largely view it through the prism of white supremacy as a legacy of slavery and during slavery, not only were men made to be studs and men sexually exploited, but women were sold into prostitution. They were raped, but also made to be wet nurses as well. 
which is a whole nother thing that really doesn't get talked about a lot. So um, I want to go around. Let's start with Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Jack. She told me to call her Dr. Jack. She's a licensed clinical psychologist and certified intimacy and relationship coach. So Dr. Jack, what, 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 what are your thoughts when you found out about this and heard the interview and saw some of the comments uh, as well? Yeah, so um, thank you for inviting me to this discussion. And when I saw you post about this on Instagram, I had to comment immediately because one of the things that stood out as I read through the comments was kind of what you noted before, which was this mm -hmm. disproportionate um, gender difference in terms of if this was a guy, this is something that's okay, but because she's a woman, she's things like a slut, a whore, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And it really truly speaks to the patriarchy in our overall society, right? I took a look at the comments and there's some things that stood out. Um, so some of the women were saying things like, I applaud her honesty. This is such a mature conversation. We need more open conversations like this. This is what a grown woman does, acts for what she needs. This is very educational and this is inspirational. Mm. On the flip side, okay. some of the comments were, this is a gangbang. This is disgusting. This is degrading. Right. This is the Jezebel syndrome. This is satanic. Okay. And so I stopped writing down comments at that point because I'm just like, wow. And it definitely is a gender difference in terms of the comments that were coming in. So as you spoke to earlier, the idea that this equals someone having a train ran on them, I call BS and I call BS because someone having a train ran on them is at the core rooted in patriarchy and it's rooted in a lack of control. This woman, AJ Johnson, knew exactly what she was doing and she was experiencing pleasure as she was engaging in this process. She was right. in control. She gave right. consent and she said yes. And so this whole idea that there's something that's happening to where she's not sexually empowered in that moment, I feel is very, very unfair. Another thing that comes up for me is the overall just pleasure gap that exists in the country, right? So we're familiar with the wealth gap. We're familiar mm -hmm. with the income gap. There's also a pleasure gap that exists, right? And that pleasure gap typically impacts heterosexual cisgendered women the most. And what that means is that 65% of women who are engaging in male female sex are not being fully pleasured. Right. And so, again, when we talk about this woman really speaking to an experience where she felt sexually empowered, where she was feeling so much pleasure within her body, where she really, really enjoyed this experience. And then for it to be flipped to something where she's, you know, she should be a disgrace because she's in, engaging in this experience is truly, truly unfair when we look at the gender differences. Because, again, like I mentioned in my Instagram comment, this was a man. It wouldn't even be news. Right. What right. News? Okay, I'm going to come to you here in just a second. Khadija, I just want to pull up A.J. Johnson's comments for those who maybe didn't see them. And and, and the thing is, uh, so on, on my Facebook page, I actually posted the article. Um, and on Instagram, I posted the name of the article. So people, but I actually posted it. I actually posted the article. I talked to some men. I said, read the article. And they said they read it. But clearly in the article, you get from it that she was in control, but the two men were there to please her as opposed to her being there to please them. 
I was trying to explain it to some brothers and it seemed like they couldn't get that concept. So, I, <laughs> so she, she said it was never like, it was never like them together. They were like, they were flipping, flip flopping me. One would please me. Then he passed me to the other and one would kiss me. And then he would spin me around for the other. It was a beautiful dance. Okay. So, uh, Khadija, uh, you are a social yes. worker. And you do uh, explain to people quickly the type of work that you do. Also, okay, I am. Uh, I do telehealth uh, therapy, and I also work in the behavior health system, um, helping people to assess you know their needs and get them to therapists, and um, work around trauma and childhood trauma primarily in relationships, and sort of um, you know working with them to have better relationships with like parents, significant others, children, those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I put I, I posted on my personal Facebook page about this. I was going to have a panel of therapists and you and you one of my Facebook friends. You said, I want to be on that mm -hmm. panel. OK, so explain what what were you thinking? What what's your response to uh, A.J. Johnson and these comments right. towards? Right. I, I'm kind of, um, you know, with Dr. Jack, I, I actually wonder why is it why does it feel like to me that when it comes to black women's sexuality, that is still news. Like, like there was an interview. What, what is still news? What is still the news? sexual, like, right. Like her sexual experience, like why of the whole entire interview, right? Like it was a, it was so right. many things she talked about going to Africa, you know, realigning with her mm -hmm. spirituality, um, how she celebrated her birthday coming out of a bad relationship. And this was the thing mm -hmm. that went mm -hmm. viral. And so what I started to notice right. is, you know, she has this new show coming out and I'm sure it's going to be great. Right. I haven't watched it, but it's sure right. she's done. She's such an accomplished. You know, life trauma and therapy. Right. Life therapy. And so yeah. she's therapy. already mm -hmm. a very accomplished, clearly accomplished woman. And of all the things she discussed, it seems like when it comes to black women, it's always our sexuality that kind of is hyper focused mm -hmm. on over mm -hmm. the accomplishments, over the experiences, all the other things that she was talking about. Now, I think it's important because she's a celebrity that we don't look at someone's behavior and make it prescriptive because she wasn't saying this is the cure for blah, 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 you know, boredom in your right. you know, relationship or disconnection. Right. I and mean, then oftentimes, like, yeah, the people who come to me probably aren't going to be seeking that, that kind of relationship because they're working around trauma mm -hmm. and trust and building intimate relationships, uh, and, you know, feeling safety. So it's sort of like she's not telling people to do this, but oftentimes I feel like because someone is a celebrity, people look at what they're saying and take it like they're giving instruction. They become an authority and they're not even trying to be. So that was my main concern. Right. Okay. So now it's important. I'm coming to you in just a second, Kenya, because I know you're bursting at the seam. So <laughs> it's important. It's important to note one, that was a conversation within a one hour discussion with, it was about five women. Okay. So that was one part of a overall discussion of about an hour. In the article from BlackAmericaWeb.com, they have the full uh, panel discussion, okay, from Angela, Ye Angela Yee's podcast, uh, Lip Service, okay? So it's in there, and people can read, uh, the, people read this article. Uh, baby boy actress A.J. Johnson describes threesome with two men as best 50th birthday ever. Uh, that's what got picked up, but they did put the full um interview in here so you can see the full context as well okay so uh kenya one of the reasons why i wanted to have you on here you and i have been I've interviewed kenya going back to like 2011 2012 in my blog talk radio days okay but one of the reasons i want to have you on is because previously when we've talked we've talked about 
male patriarchy and things like this. And what I found was there was a certain segment of African-American men who I was talking to on, on Facebook commenting on this. And I'm explaining to them, no, these two guys did not run a train on her. They were there for her pleasure. And it seemed like they could only conceptualize a threesome where it's two men and a woman as running a train. <laughs> Talk about this. Explain <laughs> Explain this, Kenya. Well, it's just partially a symptom of Western culture and Western cultural psychology. I was a psychology major. They just don't teach about women's sexuality. No one really knows what a female orgasm is, for instance. They don't study it and, and they don't share it in sex ed, for instance. We don't know what brings a woman pleasure. We don't know what a woman can even look at. Men don't know what we're looking at in them. What do we see in them? Do we think the, the, the phallus looks good? Do they send a picture? Is that good? They don't know. They're always guessing. And so when mm -hmm. real female sexuality comes out, they're like, oh, that's it. No, they can see it. And it's like, yeah, that's, we, we like, women are, you know, we have, uh, you know, I don't want to say 10 times more the sexual desire, but we definitely have more nerve endings in our um, vulva than men have. And then yeah. men get some of theirs cut off with circumcision. But we have more nerve endings. We have a very high desire for sensuality. And I was so proud of AJ because she's 50. Which of these men are even her age? Right. At, at the time, she's 59 now, but at the time she had a three. She's 60 years old. And I was so proud because mm -hmm. this is going to plant a seed in so many young women that elder women, older women are making love. They enjoy it. This is going to help men understand women. And this is just going to keep snowballing forward. It's always, it's a blow up at first, but then it sinks in and men learn. This is all part of the learning process. The shock. Oh, we didn't know that. Oh, now we know. Let's go forward and, and with a new paradigm. So I'm very excited about this. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, um, Dr. Jack, what type of advice can you well first of all tell us about uh the type of um people that you that you counsel that you help in, in your practice you're a licensed clinical psychologist certified intimacy and relationship coach yeah so um, i'm a contractor as a psychologist and i work with primarily african-american um, women and men and i work with a lot of couples mm -hmm. in that work and then i own my own um, practice of intimacy coaching it's called your exceptional sensuality center or the yes center and within that practice i work with women and couples who are struggling to um, with intimacy and sex. And so I help them to have better sex in their relationships. I help them to heal from sexual shame and to be able to have more both emotional as well as physical intimacy in their relationships. So that's the kind of work that I do. Okay. All right. Excellent. So when we look at something like this, once again, at the beginning, I said, oftentimes we look at sexuality when it comes to african-americans through the prism of white supremacy mm -hmm. and the legacy of slavery white male patriarchy but also during slavery we're looking at, so for instance one one of the um works that helped me to even though i'm a historian one of the works that helped me to reframe the way i think about certain things is a a book by a professor professor stephanie e jones rogers mm -hmm. it's called they were her property mm -hmm. the book came out of uh about 2018, 2019, and I did a show about it. Atlantablackstar.com has an article about it, but it deals with how uh, between 1850 and 1860, looking at census data and other data, 40% of slave owners in America were white women. And this, this change, this is different than how we've been taught historically about 
the uh, participation of white women in slavery. But one of the things she one of the things she dealt with is what she called orchestrated sexual assault. And she talked about uh, wet nurses, for instance. So if you had a uh, a white female slave owner and she gets pregnant and she doesn't want to nurse her children, well, then she's going to use a wet nurse, African-American woman who's uh, enslaved mm -hmm. to breastfeed the child. If you don't have any who are lactating, well, then you're going to have to organize a rape on one of them. And what she talked about was that when we look at that took place, that or that orchestrated sexual assault, historically, we've only been taught to see the woman as the victim because we were taught that the, the, that the black man was the stud, so he liked it. Mm -hmm. But she said they're both victimized. And, and we just assume, based upon white male patriarchy, that the, that the black male liked it and the woman was the victim but she said, no, they were both being victimized. So talk about what are some things that we should take away when we see that some people could only see that threesome as being a tram, train ran on her and that she wasn't the one in control. And, they, and, and those two men were there for her pleasure as opposed to other way, the other way around. What are some things we can take away from this? Yeah, so I think that the main takeaway is that we have a whole lot of unlearning to do. And we have a whole yeah. lot of relearning to do when it comes to female sexuality, especially the sexuality of women of color, because we understand so little. And a lot of times we're learning from things like the media. We're also learning from mm -hmm. things like porn. And when you think about porn, unfortunately so, you know, I have nothing against porn. I'm here for it. But it's an entertainment tool. And unfortunately, it's been used as an education tool because our system has such poor sexual education that we really are still operating from an abstinence-based um, model, which is really unfortunate. We don't talk about pleasure, especially when it comes to women, when it comes to learning about sex. And so for me, and I think for all of us, really the takeaway is that we have to start to understand and do our own research when it comes to sexuality. The more that we understand, the more that we can teach those generations that come behind us um, and the younger generations and our kids, et cetera. And so I think that it really comes down to understanding sex as different than just a tool to reproduce, but also a tool for connection, a tool for pleasure. And those things have not been taught to us. And really the humanization of people of color is another aspect of why we really don't understand this context, context when it comes to uh, black sexuality. Okay, you said dehumanization of people of color. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, now, uh, people can check out this article here from uh, AtlantaBlackStar.com. Research by black female professor reveals startling, startling truth that white women made up 40 percent of slave owners. And this is about Professor Stephanie E. Jones. This article is from May 25th, 2019. It's about Stephanie, uh, Professor Stephanie E. Jones Rogers, uh, who's, who's an associate professor of history at um, she's at University of California, Berkeley. And, and she went through, looked at data from 1850 and 1860 and revealed that white women made up around 40% of slave owners. Here's a picture of her. She has some uh, lectures on YouTube that she's done. So it's brilliant, brilliant work. And reading this and um, understanding what she calls orchestrated sexual assault, things like this, it caused me to really 
change um, part of my thinking um, of, of, of how we were traditionally taught about slavery. Okay, so uh, Khadija, what are some what are some things that uh, we can learn and take away from this, and maybe some things that you teach um, uh, your clients as well when when it comes to sexuality and African American women's needs, et cetera. Right. I think um, working in the in the space of trauma, right? Like it, it's understandable that a lot of Black women and men have experienced sexual trauma, and so we mm. can't approach right um, going and looking at um, sexuality just in terms of okay, well this this media person did this or this person did that as informative. We really have to do the work to heal ourselves first, and I think that's the big takeaway that I wanted people to understand is I know that a lot of people, like you said, do look at, you know, media stars as sort of like, if it's okay for them, you know what I'm saying? Like I, mm. it should be okay for whomever. And the thing is each person, right. I always ask you like, is this productive for what you want? Is this productive for okay. what you want? Is this compromising or is this, you know, complementing what you really need and what you want? And if it is, then great. And if it's, you have to kind of sit and think, why am I doing this? Is this to be competitive with someone else? Are you in competition with other women? Are you trying to do the more and more and more? And there are, there are women who do feel a lot of pressure to perform more sexually and get less emotional satisfaction. They're literally doing more sexually and then saying, I don't feel connected to, I don't feel cared about, I don't feel heard. And that, to me, that's the disconnection. Uh, the choices that you make are your individual choices of course and we should all have choice but when i when i you know see more and more people coming you know into their 40s and saying i haven't had a, a healthy intimate relationship with another person i'm like why do mm. you think more people will, will change that why do you think there's a there's an article in the washington post that says uh people between 18 and 34 are literally saying 51 percent of them have never had a one-on-one -on -one a partnered relationship. So we're seeing people at 34 coming in and saying, I don't know what it's like to be in a relationship with anyone, with mm -hmm. anyone. So to me, I want people to understand this, this, that's a choice, but it's, it may not be a choice that you're ready to make at this time. We have to learn how to be in relationships and healthy relationships with one another again, and start exploring sexuality and emotional needs and, and, and talk about it all, right? Not in just the lens of what's just pleasure. Right. Emotions are also pleasure. Right. 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 And for those that may not know, maybe didn't see the full interview. And I'm not saying I'm not saying you, you were saying this, Khadijah or, or Kenya or, or Dr. Jack. But she wasn't AJ wasn't saying that. Uh, I don't think she was saying everybody should do this or anything like that. She was talking about an experience that she had. Okay. She wasn't saying she does that every day or is, is routine for her or something like that. And, and this was something that happened nine years ago as well. Okay. So I'm going to come to you, Kenya. And when we come back around, I'll come back to Dr. Jack. Um, uh, Khadija just brought up healthy, intimate relationships. So after uh, I go to Kenya, I want to come back around and talk about tips for healthy, intimate relationships because a lot of people have never had them and it could be a situation where they never grew up seeing that between their mother and father so they don't have like a living model of that uh but kenya what are some things that we can take away uh, uh, 
when we look at uh we talked about white male patriarchy we talked about um seeing ourselves uh, sexuality through the prism of of, of uh, white supremacy and the legacy of slavery things like this what are some things that um you work with you with your clients regarding this because you talk about having to relearn all this and deconstruct it. absolutely there's none of no client that has come to me is not suffering from ptsd from just living in this country that is black and white and whatever <laughs> i mean it's nobody is it's 330 million people in ptsd in this country and so the, one of mm. the first things we do is we switch the brain around through via our communication system so communication is first and foremost. Most people don't know their authentic yes or their authentic no. They're either in people pleaser or, you know, they are in, in some mode of thinking that does not put their self and their needs and their value and their power first. So that's the first thing that we do when anyone comes to us to build relationships. The second thing we do is we teach them how to deal with other. What is other? Other is a reflection of self. So we, we have a metaphysical program that we take them through. And then to deal with the sexual trauma, we use lacing, which is a form of meditation that supports them in walking back through some of their traumas and the traumas that they witnessed. Because we may not have been there during slavery, but we witnessed those traumas through our mother's behavior, through our grandparents' mm. behavior. Remember that mean granddaddy? He was traumatized. Remember that all of them, all of them, all of them and the family reunion stopped happening and people couldn't stop infighting. They were traumatized and you experienced the trauma of slavery through those scenarios. So we know that as a love coaching company, we've been here 17 years and we so walk, we walk our clients through that first. That's forming a relationship with yourself and becoming self-aware. And so that's the first step of sexuality. Then we move them into connection with other. Then we move them into connection with the fact that they're free. And like AJ, they can have, do, or become whatever they want because there's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing wrong with our sensuality. There's nothing wrong with our desires. And we're, we're, mm -hmm. that's how we do it. We have a process. People need a process. Absolutely. All right. So Dr. Jack, uh, healthy, intimate relationships. I know this is something that you help your clients with things like this what are some tips especially for african-americans because our relationships a lot of our relationships are screwed up uh and for for a number of reasons and um what, what are some tips for healthy intimate relationships that you can share with us today yes well i love what kenya mentioned in terms of starting with self right so really starting to understand for yourself how do you deal with emotions how do you regulate your emotions that's a huge part of relationships. And oftentimes this is something that we are not taught as individuals how to cope with our emotions. And so that's gonna be the first thing, emotional awareness. You know, what kind of things bring on difficult emotions for you? What kind of things bring on joy and pleasure? And how do you personally experience those? And how do you experience those in a relationship? So I think that that's gonna be extremely important. Also, I help individuals address their mindset, their triggers and their habits, right? And so when I think about um, habits, I'm more so talking about coping strategies. How do you cope with distress? How do you cope with relationship conflict? What does that look like? What have your models looked like, right? What about mindset? Important things to ask yourself when you're thinking about your mindset and your relationship is, you know, how are you supporting your partner? How are they supporting you? What are the ways that you are not asking for support, right? And so really, really thinking about in terms of how you think, 
and how some of your thoughts or your beliefs may be holding you back from being able to show up as your full self in a relationship that may be impacting those relationships. And those relationships may not just be with a romantic partner. Those can show up with relationship with your mama, right? Relationship with your daddy, relationship with your sister, brother, your good friend, your coworkers, your kids. And so I think really even thinking about like intimacy on a broader spectrum, because oftentimes we, we really pigeonhole it to, oh, it's me and my partner or partners when it's a lot more than that. Um, so I really focus on, again, those triggers, those, ha- those habits, that mindset, as well as really building that emotional awareness that will help in all, le- in all relationships that you have across the board. Okay, just break briefly, and I'm gonna to come to Khadija next. Just explain the concept of triggers. What explain that for people who may not um, really know what that is or experience? Absolutely, that. that's a good question. So, for example, some people may have grown up in a household where they were often criticized by their parents. So, for example, mm-hmm. say they got a 90A on a test, and mom says that's not good enough. You should have gotten 100. Why didn't you get? Why weren't you at the top of your class? Or they go to play some type of sport and they get second place award instead of first place. So this person may then become an adult that is very, very um, sensitive to criticism, right? And so, for example, when they're in a relationship, when their partner says something to the effect of, well, you know, I, I really don't like, you know, how you cook this chicken breast, right? That can hurt, someone who has grown up in a household where they have internalized criticism to mean something bad about them, right? So they internalize it as shame, I'm not good enough. So a lot of times what happens with a lot of the relationships that for individuals who come to see me is they have these triggers that have been built from childhood that are now coming out in the relationship and their partner is saying, all I said was that the chicken breast was dry. They need to get over it. Right. But there's an underlying issue of that has not necessarily been addressed of, I'm really hypersensitive to criticism and criticism hurts me in this particular way. So that would be trigger. Wow. All right, thanks, thanks. And I'm coming to you, Khadija. All I wanna say is at Cass Technical High School, if I got a if I got an A and I got a 90, that was good because the 92 at Cass Tech was a B. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> in Detroit, my GPA would have been a whole lot higher if 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 a ninety if a ninety was an A at Cass Technical High Your School. Florida, ninety was an A. My parents went to Cass. Yeah, no, I didn't 90, know you went to Cass. Ninety two was a B. You say? I didn't know you went to Cass. My parents went to Cass. Yeah, I graduated from Cass Tech. Yeah, ninety two and eighty three was a eighty three was a C. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Khadija, what what are some um what, what are some tips that uh, you want to give us dealing with healthy intimate relationships and maybe some tips that you share with right. your clients? I think the most powerful tool that I'm using personally and with my clients, um, black women, are it's a called Warrior Healer Builder Tools through I Institute. And we just talk about Okay, re- repeat that again and slow oh, down. What is it it's called? It's called Warrior Healer Builder. And it warrior healer builder, warrior healer builder okay, right? And it talks about navigating emotions and healing the wounds of oppression. So we talk about being mad, sad, and scared, and what to do when those things come up. Being peaceful, powerful, right? And and then like what to do, like to we at the end of the day, we all want to be in peace and empowered, and we want to have choices. And it's it's important for us to recognize through you know living in this world of oppression that a lot of our emotions are very alien even to us. And so to have partnership and intimacy with anyone 
we're going to have to be able to reach into us for those emotions to even be able to share, right? Even in intimate situations, sexual situations, emotional situations. And I think that it's been life-changing for me because it was like, until I found those tools and I, I really made it simple for myself, okay, I'm sad and I need your protection. I need your reassurance, right? I need you to, right? And, and then you can go in with whether it be your mom or your, your dad, your partner and say, this is what I need when I'm this way. And I think sometimes we take for granted that it, it sounds really simple, but I cannot tell you how many um, women and men, right? Who just, if I say, um, I always say like, it's always, we talk about trauma sometimes and I'll hear people laughing when they're talking about a violation, right? And I was like, what's that laughter about? Uh, I don't know, that's just what happens. Like, but we've learned to substitute, right? Our feelings so often to make other people comfortable because it's so challenging for us to sit with those uncomfortable emotions and just being able to be aware and sit with different kinds of emotion and ask for what we need to feel supported and healed. It, I mean, it's, it's like life changing, just knowing how you feel. I think that's the biggest work that we can do is be really authentic with ourselves. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. And I want to come to Kenya as well. And then we're going to go back around for one last round and you can give us your closing remarks and your social media handles and your books and anything else you want to promote. Okay. So Kenda, Ken, uh, Kenya tips um, on healthy, intimate relationships, maybe things that you uh, uh, share with your clients at the Progressive Love Academy. Oh, absolutely. Tantra, Tantra, Tantra. I was married. I've been married for 26 years. I have two husbands, mm -hmm. but to my first and original mm -hmm. husband, I've been married to him for 26 years and our sex life was not good at, in my twenties. I just did not know how to connect. Right. You know, I, I had to put him mm -hmm. only in a certain position in order for me to be able to, you know, have an orgasm. And I we did not know any sexual skills or techniques. We had to mm -hmm. actually relearn, as uh, uh, Dr. Jack said, we had to relearn sex. So once we started to learn the traditional African indigenous sexual practices through Tantra and then through downloading them from our ancestors, because any of us can download anything we want from the entire Akashic records in the universe. So mm -hmm. downloading sexual practices. One of the sexual practices mm -hmm. I was shown was um, um, chakra lovemaking, where you literally can make love from any one of your chakras, not just what we've been taught, like intercourse, you know, and right. these types tell you, not just genitals. Yes, yeah. Not just genitals. Mm -hmm. These types of practices supported us in really expanding and we this is how we expand our clients is not sex is not even an intercourse sex means connection connection to source plugging into right. the universe being able to download energy and information sex is power is magic you can manifest so we've been sharing things like this for the past 17 years at progressive love academy and it is really makes for a more powerful sexual practice you know, to get out of just Western sexual sexuality. Because I don't even know if I would call Western sexuality sexuality. It is just uh, uh, um, objectification. It is just performance. It is just, um, um, you understand, it is based on slavery. It's ownership. It's ownership of the body. It, it, it's use and abuse of, the, of bodies. So I don't, I don't think right. the West has a sexuality. So... And, 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 and something that you and I have talked about before, Kenya, is that 
pornography really can cause harm in relationships now some people if you know there's there's uh adult movies that are uh couple based it's like couple oriented which is kind of different than the the movies that are uh, that are from the male perspective and the woman is there to please the man okay that's that's subject Uh, objects yep Mm -hmm. yeah subject object and that call and, and one of the things you've talked about before is um women to for women to achieve pleasure through sex they really have to be in tune with their bodies and know their bodies okay and in this society women traditionally really have not been taught to do that you know so this causes more problems in relationships as well and men have to you know men have to know their bodies also but uh the the other thing and we've talked about this before you know um men really are not taught how to please women sexually okay it, it, men are not taught female anatomy i mean you may you you may look at magazines and you see breasts and vagina and things like this but men are not generally now i know they're exceptions to the rules and we'll get some comments on on social media okay so okay whatever we'll talk to your wife or or, or, or girlfriend and see if you know how to please whatever but what i'm saying is is like men really in this society are not taught to understand women's bodies female anatomy and how to please them also and because uh, we, we've had this conversation before kenya you know this may be why there's so many one of the reasons not the only reason why so many quote-unquote angry black women because they 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 can't uh, um uh, achieve sexual intimacy right. and pleasure through, through sex as well okay so <laughs> All right. Um, closing remarks from Dr. Jack. Uh, what do you want to leave us with and let us know about um, how people can get in contact with you, follow you on social media, any books you have, any upcoming lectures, things like yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I think my closing remark would be that not only have we not been taught, but we've been withheld a lot of information. Mm. And so it really is time for us to take our, to make our sexual empowerment um, a priority, right? And through exploration, through actions, through um, having conversations that we maybe didn't have before. This is really, really our time to awaken our sexuality and our sensuality. Um, And, Mm. you know, unfortunately, you know, our society, our Western society has failed us. Um, And so in order to close that pleasure gap, that I was mentioning earlier, we really need to get more information. We have to have more conversations like these to be able to talk about the disparities that do exist and to be able to get more information so we can do our own research so we can really learn our bodies. And not only is that our responsibility as well um, in terms of women, but also men. Men have that responsibility too, right? Especially if you're in relationship with women, why not learn more? Why not ask questions? When you think about that overall pleasure gap that I mentioned, 65% of cis heterosexual women um, are experiencing pleasure and orgasm in comparison to 95% of men. That's a big gap, right? So again, we, we know and we've learned a lot about male pleasure and how to please men. It's time for y'all to reciprocate. So I'm going to leave y'all with that. 
Um, so okay. <laughs> uh, you can get in contact with me a couple of ways. Um, so my website is www.drjack.co. Um, I'm also very active on Instagram, constantly. Give that to us again. Give that, uh, the, you said that was a website. Give that to us yes, again. Yes, www.drjack. Drjac.co. Um, I have a lot of fun, exciting things going on on my website. Um, if you're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching, if you're someone who is sexually has sexual inhibitions, um, are looking to spice things up in your relationship, you want to learn how to initiate sex more, you want to learn more about your body, you want to increase your skill set, you want to be able to have com better conversations around sex with your partner, hit me up. I am. Um, I do have openings for one-on-one -on -one clients. I also do lots of speaking events as well as couples retreats and couples trips. So if you're going on a couple's cabin you know, weekend and you want to have a day of intimacy, um, that's something that I could be able to assist you with. Additionally, I'm very active on Instagram, so you can follow me over there. Um, my handle is at Dr. Jack PhD. So that's D-R-J-A-C-P-H-D. I'm oftentimes giving out lots of tips. Uh, if you have questions, mm -hmm. send me a DM and I'll definitely get an answer to you. Now that's D, uh, your website, drjac.com, drjack.com. .co. Oh, dot, uh, yep. okay, dot .co, okay. Mm -hmm. All right, and then I know you, uh, you, you have helpful, like short videos, two, three, four minute videos as well that you do on your Instagram page as well, drjac.co. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and then I'm going to come to you just a second, Khadija, but you, you hit on something, uh, Dr. Jack, and you said that, uh, you talked about men learning how to please women or something, yeah. something like that. Is that okay. So how can they get resources on that? Yeah. So you can definitely, um, contact me on my website if you want, if you have specific questions, but really Google searching, learning about the woman's body, right? There's lots of information that's available out there, but if you're not looking for it, you're not going to find it. Um, so information on like, what are the positions that are more likely for women to orgasm? Um, information mm. such as the importance of foreplay. For example, it takes on average 20 minutes of arousal for a woman to become fully aroused to where she's able to have a more pleasurable experience when she engages in penis and vagina sex. Um, and so, again, Google is your best friend, getting lots of books. There's a list of um, resources that I have on my website that has um, lots of books that are extremely helpful to be able to start this journey. Um, so I would definitely say start with an inquisitive mind and ask lots of questions. And if you have a particular question, let me know. Okay, no problem. And, and, and if you start from the premise that most of what you know about women is wrong, I think you, I think <laughs> you will open your mind up to learn yes, give okay. yourself grace with that because again the information has been withheld so we're all right. in the process of relearning right okay no problem all right uh so khadija um go ahead with your your final comments and then let people know how they can get in touch with you follow you on social media i know you have a book as well talk about that in any upcoming events that you have okay also. great uh, i guess my closing remark would be i'm really working a lot deeply with compassion um especially this year and um i am launching the next cycle of this course i call it fear and it is specifically for an intimate group of women who have been mm -hmm. experienced either tra trauma 
loss, grief, and just challenging situations and walking them literally through the, the actual real life story of myself and a partner and how we like work through grief, right? And we work through all of the things that had happened to us in childhood. My first book, Real, is all about my personal childhood trauma memoir and my family okay. and all of the things that why I was drawn to social work and clinical social work. That's literally why I do what I do. And then what I found was the real stands for radical empathy. And that is what I had to give myself to even begin my journey of healing, to begin my journey of having different relationships. And with that came grief and loss and all sorts of emotions that I had to be able to sit with and be able to sit with other people's grief and loss. I think sometimes as women, and even as men, we assume that the other person knows it and knows what they're doing and knows how to please us and knows all of these things and assumption, but we never really explore together. We never really take the time right. to explore what are their losses? What, is, what are their needs? Am I the person to meet this? Am I comfortable with these things? So I think this course, if you know, you're you're in a space like we meet, you know, every single Sunday evening in March for five weeks, and we literally build a healing journey story. I tell you mine, and you build your own, and we share, and it is, I mean, amazing and transformative. Um, so you can get a, a hold of me easily. On my, I'm pretty active on Instagram and as well as Facebook with my name at Khadija Tashan. My website is KhadijaTashan.com. And if you like mm -hmm. a copy, there's also a link to buy a copy of my book, Real, and um, talk about, continue these conversations around healing and trauma and, you know, really asking for what we need. Okay. And the name of your book is Real? It's Real. Radical Empathic okay. Acceptance of Life, How to Live and, and Grow Abundant, How to Live and Serve Abundantly. Okay, now you said the program that you do, uh, now is that virtual or is that- That is virtual. That is an intimate group of women virtually. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay, no problem. All right, excellent, excellent. And uh, you gave your social media as well. You have any up upcoming events or lectures, anything like that? Uh, no, All of the, the next event will be the virtual course in March and that will meet every single week for five weeks up until April. And um, I'll be on several different podcasts. So I'll just be posting those on my website and also on my social media page. Okay. Check her out at KhadijaTashan.com. And I'm going to come to you in just a second here, Kenya. Here's uh, Dr. Jack's uh, website as well. Uh, DrJAC.co. Okay. Here's Dr. Jack. Uh, she's been in featured in Essence Magazine and uh, Huffington Post and Blavity. So you can see her here, discover your sexual understanding. So check her out here. And she has uh, video clips there also at a website. Okay, so uh, Kenya, what are some um, what, what are some closing statements? And let people know how they can find you on social media, get people the information about the Progressive Love Academy as well, and your books. Absolutely. I'm just so proud of everyone. I've just sat from a... I guess like an, a, a tower and watch just the transformation since 2005 when I started my company and the reactions till now and the number of sex coaches now and the number of people dealing with trauma and the number of people learning tantra and sex and the number of people who really are glad that this is happening. Because as you said, black women, you know, we deserve just as much depth in our sexuality as any other creature on this planet. And so that's happening and I'm so proud 
one thing that I'm working on, and you can always find me at Uplevel. Um, I wrote a communication system that teaches actual communication skills, step-by-step -step scripts, how to frame your emotions so that you can be heard, seen, and met. This is the deepest intimacy and it gets my clients to make love again because most people are not making love because nobody's listening to them or they don't feel heard you're not even listening to what i said you know you know and so our <laughs> why would i do that and, and then a lot of women can't really connect sexually and, and really let go to orgasm if they don't trust that you're hearing them if they don't trust that you care about them or care about their needs or care about what they said last night at dinner and you don't even remember you know so it's <laughs> So communication is um, the touch point that I use to start talking about sex and sensuality in my coaching. Um, I do take one-on-one -on -one clients. I have thousands and thousands of clients all over the world utilizing the up-level system. You can find it at uplvl.com. And that is a, a website just for up-level. Um, I don't I have several different websites and several different companies, but this, in my view, right. is where we start, uplvl.com. That's also on Instagram, uplvl, but everybody knows about Progressive Love Academy. You can follow that online right. or follow that on Instagram as well. Okay, yeah, because I have the website up already for Progressive Love Academy. Okay, so I was going to show that here. This is Progressive Love Academy uh, website, so you Everybody can check her out there. And that's uh, Rakim uh, Carl, uh, her husband. So they have a lot of information here. You see her book, Up Level, ProgressiveLoveAcademy.com. And then the other website is UpLevel, UPLVL.com. All right. Okay. Well, look, ladies, I, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules to come on today and share this information with us and uh we'll be in touch we're gonna bring you back uh also okay all right so y'all have a good night okay wonderful thank you thank you, thank you for your work all right. all right no problem take care peace thank you thank you all right everybody so that was a panel discussion that i wanted to have uh with some intelligent african-american women who are profession professionals so they're credentialed those are not um those are not um youtube relationship experts there are a lot of them floating around youtube relationship experts i'm not gonna call anybody's name but <laughs> that's not them okay all right um i want to remind you that um you can the the online classes that i teach dealing with history you can still register register for those the classes just started up it's a 10-week online class uh, that I teach on Saturdays and Sundays. On Saturdays, it is from the Civil War to the Civil Rights. I'm sorry, on Saturdays is Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. Kemet's one of the original names for Egypt, Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. I teach this on Saturdays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We deal with thousands of years of history. And what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place okay uh you can use this with your children it's not vulgar um i don't do a lot of cursing things like that and it's very visual okay so we do a powerpoint presentation we have book references articles video clips um and we do the sessions live all the sessions are archived and recorded you can go back and watch it anytime 
as well. Okay. So if you visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, and scroll down the page, you have the information there. Uh, the class is regularly $130. It's on sale $80. And once you purchase the class, it's yours. So a year from now, if you want to go back and watch the entire class, you can do that. Okay. You still have access. And then on Sunday, the class that I teach is it's another 10 week online class. Uh, from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968. From the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968. So we do this on Sundays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we look at uh, each class we go through and look at about a 15, 20 year period, period of history. And we look at from the Civil War, 1861, 1865. We look at the Reconstruction Era, 1860, uh, 1865 to 1877, the Jim Crow Era, World War I, World War II, Great Migration, Civil Rights Movement, Black Power Movement. Okay. This class is also on sale $80, regularly $130. And um, we have a bundle pack right now. So you can get both classes for only $120. It's a $260 value. You can use this with your children once again. You can watch them around the world. As soon as you register, there's, uh, you can watch last week's class. There's bonus content that you get. And uh, with the Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade class, you're going to get a special bundle pack. You're going to get a special bonus, 15 of my lectures in digital format, 15 of my lectures that are part of the uh, Michael M. Hotel Black History Month 15 DVD bundle pack, 15 lecture bundle pack, okay? You're going to get uh, those lectures in digital format um, when you register for Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, where they didn't teach you in school, Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa. You can order the 15 DVD bundle pack from our website. Uh, that's on sale $100, but you'll get uh, in digital format, you get those lectures as a bonus. And we also have the um, bundle pack here of the two courses on sale for $120 as a $260 value. Now, if you've taken any of my classes in the past, and I've been teaching these online classes since 2017, I've been studying history 30 years. I'm the founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. Uh, been doing the African History Network show since March 2010, so it's been 12 years. I'm a talk show host, researcher, lecturer, writer, and historian. Um, if you've taken any uh, of these classes, if you've taken any of these classes with me in the past, you can uh, you'll get a 50 percent discount. OK, so email me at AHN show at um, African History Network dot com. Email me at AHN show at African History Network dot com. You'll get a 50 percent discount on the uh, on the bundle. So you get the bundle for only 60 dollars. OK. All right. 50% off uh, the class for uh, returning students. All right, look, we have to get out of here. Remember, at the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora. Oh, now, my show is on. I'm on uh, Monday through Friday, 11 p.m. in the midnight Eastern Standard Time. And when we're on, we broadcast live here on 910. We broadcast here on uh, Facebook and YouTube. So I'm on my radio show is on 910 a.m. the Superstation WFDF here in Detroit. We broadcast... Uh, here on Facebook and YouTube, Michael M. Hotep on YouTube and the African History Network here on Facebook. You can download the iHeartRadio app. You can also listen to 9, 10 a.m. Superstation WFDF Live. That's me in the studio. Because of COVID-19, they have us broadcasting from home. Otherwise, I'd be broadcasting from the studio, which is uh, I'm in Detroit, Michigan, studios in Southfield, Michigan. Um, so.
we have the information here about the radio show. You can watch us on Facebook and YouTube. And on Twitter, uh, they they brought Periscope back up. So we're on Twitter, the AHN show. Click here to listen to audio podcasts of my shows as well. Okay. And let me see here what we have. Click there to listen to audio podcasts. Uh, if you want me to do a presentation for your group or organization, email me at AHN show at African History Network.com, especially for African American History Month or Women's History Month, Juneteenth, anything like that. Email me at AHN show at africanhistorynetwork.com you can also advertise with the african history network so when you watch the rebroadcast of our shows and listen to the audio podcast of our shows you uh see the commercials as well uh current promotion buy one month get two months free email us at ahn show at africanhistorynetwork.com all right so i'll be back on the air tonight um so watch out for that as well remember at the african history network we focus on uh oh and if you like this type of information also you can support the African History Network, dollar sign, the AHN show through Cash App, dollar sign, the AHN show through Cash App, and also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. So this helps us keep doing the research, stay on the air, keep broadcasting, pay some of the bills, et cetera. Because even though I do radio six days a week, I don't get paid to do radio. Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't have to pay for airtime, but I don't get paid to do radio. So. This helps us to stay on the air, keep broadcasting, pay some of the bills. And then on Fridays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., you can uh, watch me on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Okay, I'm on Roland Martin Unfiltered on Fridays as a panelist uh, doing um, commentary, etc. All right. So and download the Black Star Media app. Uh, that's Roland's uh, network. Download the Black Star Media app and, and also follow Roland on um, Facebook and YouTube as well. Okay, we have to get out of here. Remember, at the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world because right now, let's correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win. We're kind of forever. And we'll talk to you later. Peace.